Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Nonetheless, I am so excited to give you guys a, a cool meal today. And uh, I mean that with pun intended. We're going to be talking about the eight ways to grow for God 
yes, it's indicative of the Grow for God conference coming up in, I was going to say New York City. That's funny. That's where Breakfast with Champions was when I got to hug so many necks. And we're going to do the same thing in Lexington, Kentucky in November, November 5th through the 7th. And you can go to growforgod.com to get your tickets. Um, you can get one, two, or three-day passes. And we're so, so looking forward to the entertainment that's going to take place that weekend. And it's not just entertainment. It's, of course, education, inspiration, and motivation on how to grow for God. And we've been talking a lot about the business side of things, but I'm going to talk you, to you about the eight ways to grow for God and become a bestseller since I just learned how to do it. And I am so honored by every single one of you who have already gone over and purchased the new book. It actually came out last Thursday unexpectedly. I thought it was coming out on the first, um, but it came a day early. And then the same thing happened today with the hardback cover. So I'm so excited that that is available, that people will be able to hold it and take a picture with it. Really feels hard because of the storyline, but also super exciting. So it's called Always Becoming sex, shame, and love. And the eight ways that you're going to grow for God are not just about books and business, but also how to grow for God in the bedroom, which is probably a little different than maybe a tagline or conversation you've ever had, but I've done it firsthand. And so I want to teach you guys how to do that. So we're going to go through the growth process and it's eight ways that you can do this truly just for becoming a bestseller, becoming really good in business, but also really good in the bedroom. And God created sex people. Okay. So don't think that it's all raunchy. It's about love too, but there's a backstory. And I know that every single one of us has a backstory and your backstory to your business might be that it came from a place of pain or it came from a place of shame, which is similar to mine. It could be that it just came from a really good light bulb switch idea. And that's cool too. But I believe because we are all in the business of self-development, we are all in the business of identity. Our business starts with the heart work, which is the inside job before you ever even conscientiously think about the hard work of doing it for other people. But I got it backwards for a long time. And I was in that success driven, accolade driven, perfectionism lifestyle. Uh, and I got burnt out. I got super overwhelmed and my priorities were completely out of alignment. And so when I teach you these eight ways to grow for God, I need you to know that it's with an empathetic eye, it's with an empathetic mouth, it's with an empathetic heart that I'm sharing this. Um, and it's also in the knowing that we are all always becoming, hence the name of the book. So if you're listening to me and in the process, you just meander over to Amazon and leave a review because of the content that I'm about to share, or you buy a book or a Kindle version, I might give you extra love and send you something in the mail. So be sure to send me your address and I can send my gratitude in response. So here we go. Number one way to grow for God and become a bestseller in books, business, and the bedroom is to toil the soil and uproot old mindsets, limiting beliefs, and thought patterns. It's not about you is ultimately what number one is about. And I had to get to the grimy details of that when I was in fetal position and shaking and feeling as if my life was not worthwhile. And so I want you guys to know that the toiling part, the heart work, the hard work of actually getting into the granular of who and how you are created is really something that needs to happen in secret. And so this is a part that's really important because it does happen in the bedroom. It happens when the lights aren't on and you can feel comfortable, but you can also self-explore in who you were created to be and what is happening beneath the surface, right? I say lights out because 
what the rooted system is of your life, of those limiting beliefs, of the headspace and the mindsets that you carry are what will create fruit, whether you want it to or not. And I was completely guilty of bearing bad fruit. And I don't want to do that. And I didn't want to do that. And it wasn't intentional. And so if you aren't in touch with yourself, if you're not self-aware enough, if you're not um, outside of ego, um, in that place of emotional intelligence and spiritual intelligence, you will get in your own way. And you will also get in the way of others. And so toiling the soil and actually knowing what you're working with, knowing where your identity stems from is number one, which is a really big number one. Number two is to heal through the journey. So it must start in the bedroom, obviously, because healing has to start not just intimately in the mirror with yourself, but also with your significant other. And so if you are not in a relationship yet, this is even that much more important because imprints happen along the way of your life. And if you were sexually active or sexually abused, both of which I was, there are a lot of pain points that come into that because imprinting happens. And no, we're not talking about Twilight Saga series, though Glenn mentioned it in his book series over the course of this week in Rise and Grind show. I know why it's one of the best because it is a racy storyline. And the storyline of love in that is speaking to the fact that we are imprinted by people we are with. And I mean that in a sexual way, but I also mean it with people who are spending emotional time with spiritual time with. You are getting imprinted by that person because their identity is actually a mirror reflection of yourself. So when you're talking about healing through your journey and you're talking about starting with yourself and with your significant other, my heart of hearts is that you get to a place where your imprints are happening from a vertical space rather than a horizontal space. And what I mean by that is that you're allowing God to be the impression on your heart, on your mind, and on your spirit rather than anybody on the outside trying to come in. This is a sacred space, the bedroom, right? It's a place that oftentimes you show people around your house, but when you get to your bedroom, you don't often go inside the barrier. One, because it feels awkward to have somebody in there. And two, you're like, oh, this is really, you know what happens in here. And so then that's really all they get. But when it's a playroom or it's a kitchen or it's a garage that's built out like a jungle gym like mine, people want to get in the granular of it. They want to experience it, but they cannot experience that sacred space. And so that sacred space must be healing. I don't believe where any of us are healed fully. I believe we're always becoming and that's the component of grace that's so powerful in this story and in yours. Number three way to grow for God and become a bestseller, both in books, business, and the bedroom, is as you grow, seed the audience. So this is going to be weird from a personal perspective, but what I mean from a book and business perspective is that you should be sharing. And from a personal perspective, when I say seed the audience, I mean seed the audience with your story. We are actually called to share our testimonies even when they feel uncomfortable. And I will be honest, this does. But the more and more that I seed, the more and more that I see what grows thereafter. And I have seen chains broken and I have seen people weep and I have seen people broken free from their bondage and I have seen marriages healed and I have seen children have a father and mother who are present. 
And I have seen people who were divorced get back together. And I've seen people who were married get divorced. And there's healing in it all. But what you have to do in the calling is seed the audience. And what does that have to do with your book or your business is I have been sharing bits and pieces of my testimony for years, uh, specifically through a podcast, the Fit and Faith podcast. It's why I started the podcast, because I said to myself that I cannot keep what I have learned in my healing journey to myself, because when you go through something hard, when you go through toiling the soil like number one and you go through the healing journey, I believe one of the greatest gifts that are given to us from God is the opportunity to carry empathy, silent empathy sometimes. But number three is saying it's not silence. It's actually speaking out the empathy that you see within the eyes and the need of others. And so I've been sharing bits and pieces. I've had um, people come along the journey from day one. And bits and pieces have now cultivated together into this book. Some of my very best friends don't know some of the chapters and the depths of the chapters that are being shared. And so when I talked the other day, uh, Glenn gave me the opportunity to share the morning of the book release, and I was crying. One, because it's been decades in the making. I've been writing it specifically for three years, but it's more so like having the outside of self, those dark hidden places. It's like inviting the whole world into your bedroom. And that feels uncomfortable. But if it's the great commission to make disciples, then it is my obedience and it is my discipline to say yes, even when it feels hard. I can imagine that Jesus had a choice to go and walk the cross to Calvary and to do what he did. And if he can bear the weight of my sin, then I don't have to stand in shame. And I can be a bestseller and be proud of that accolade, but also know that the business is really just getting started. Because obliterating shame is not about being a bestseller. It's not even about healing my personal bedroom with my husband or with myself. It's about the mission. And we're going to get to the mission and the end of this eight ways to grow for God and become a bestseller by next going to number four. So I've had you toil the soil in number one, heal through the journey in number two, seed the audience in number three, and number four is to plant in the right season for the right return. I have done a lot of planting in my life and I don't have a green thumb and so I don't bear witness to when the right season always is, but I do know when you're connected to the spirit man within you and those around you, you know without a shadow of a doubt, when the right season is. And what the right return will be is simply based on your heart posture. Stephen Kuhn and I had an awesome podcast yesterday. You have to go back and listen. I got to hear stories from him that I've never heard him share on Breakfast of Champions. I was actually quite shocked because he talks every day. And it was so powerful. And he talked about the hit concept, the honesty, integrity, and transparency. And the word integrity literally hits home every single time because it's such a huge part of my story. Integrity. And those of you who were at Breakfast with Champions had the opportunity to hear me share about integrity. Integrity in the quiet place and integrity on the stage. They both are important. They both are the right return. But it starts in the quiet place before you can ever get on stage. It's the seeding of the small bits before the full cultivated harvest comes. 
what are the seeds that you want to see grow and are you actually willing to invest the time to plant them is what you want to see grow in your business growth for growth's sake or growth for a legacy or growth for uh, more people or growth for the dollar sign question yourself be willing to ask hard questions get really honest with yourself and transparent with yourself and with your teams and with your loved ones those are all out of order but you know what I mean and get ready to plant but you cannot plant if the toil is not if the soil is not toiled you cannot plant if you have not gone through the healing journey because hurt people hurt people we hear healed people heal people we hear but I don't believe we're ever fully healed like I said and so my my methodology is that aligned people align and the right season and the right time is when the sun is just right and you know that the escape is not worth it, that the sharing is the blessing. And so the next part of it in the eight ways to grow for God is to spend time watering the soil. We so often seed, we so often get the, toil re the soil ready off even and then we aren't willing to water it. This happened to me many, many times in the natural through a garden. I would get so excited and I would spend all weekend creating my raised flower beds and putting all the seeds, you know, just the right inch amount deep and the right inch amount apart and watering them. And then I got lazy because I was not watering them and nothing was growing. And so then I would buy the, the plants that were already halfway popped up out of the little tiny containers and I would plant those. So as immediate as I would plant them, I would feel like I had harvested something because we live in a supersonic microwave society and people aren't willing to spend the time to boil their water on the stove. They want it in the microwave, which they know causes cancer, but they're willing to do it anyway because they're in a race. I'm not sure where to because time is of the essence and a gift in the moment, but we do it and I'm guilty of it as well. But what I wanna share is about the spending time on your book, right? A lot of times they say your book is your business card. I think that's a load of, I'm gonna say some not nice words and I'll keep it clean. It's a load of bull in the sense of the fact that I would never ever carry this book into a business meeting and say, hey, read chapter 12. Really not comfortable. But when I meet with my clients, if I'm not willing, like I said, to do the hard work of the business, then the hard work of cultivating an entrepreneur isn't worth it. And so identity matters. Spending time in your identity matters most. And so what does that look like from a clock? It means going on retreats. And I did this. I didn't write hour by hour each and every day like some authors are capable of doing. And maybe in a season where I don't have kiddos at my ankles that that might happen. But I'm not in that season. And so I have to retreat in order to write. I have to get fully immersed in myself, in my bedroom. And I often would do it in hotels. It was never actually my bedroom where I wrote. But to paint the picture of the books, the business, and the bedroom alike, I would have to retreat. And so I actually only went on seven book writing retreats to complete this over 300 page book. But I will tell you each and every time it felt like I was going back to square one, number one, the soil toiling again. 
I was weeping over the computer. I'm surprised it didn't die with my tear amount. I would sit in the same chair in the robe that the hotel would gift you. And I would order dine-in room service over and over and over. One time I ordered an entire pot of coffee at the beginning of the day. And they were like, how many cups do you want? And I was like, oh, just one. She's like, oh, so you just want one cup of coffee. I'm like, no, 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 I want the pot. And then I got a refill. And I'm sure they thought, what in the world could you be doing in that room by yourself drinking that much coffee? And it was just coming out of me. And it, because it was coming out of me, the concepts, the tears, I needed hydration. But I also needed to not stop because I knew that my time was limited. Your time your time is precious. It is limited. And if you're not spending it on things that actually matter, if you're not willing to get raw and real in the bedroom, in the book, or in the business, what are you actually doing? What are you actually doing? So you spend time on personal and professional development. Stop using the microwave, stop thinking because you posted the book, you're gonna hit bestseller. It didn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And so number six is to cultivate, right? We're talking about growing for God, grow for God. We're talking about a garden. We're talking about your life and your legacy. And the cultivation side is one of my favorites. It was, it was cultivating a book launch team. It was cultivating an army. When I was cultivating my bedroom, I was cultivating an army of trusted advisors, my therapists, my pastors, new friends. I actually removed very, very close family members, such as my mom and dad and siblings, in order to recultivate what a true bedroom should look like, different than the bedroom I was raised witnessing. The leave and cleave of the Bible is a real necessary thing. And when your mom's opinion matters more than your husband's or your mom's opinion matters more than your wife's, I would question that you really went through that process. So I cultivated an army who believed in me. I cultivated an army who would pour into me. I cultivated an army who was willing to take the time to water the seeds that God was planting in my life at that season, that right season, even though it felt so wrong. And it felt so hard and impossible. And I couldn't stand half of the time. And I couldn't look in the mirror. And I couldn't look in the eyes of other human beings. And I couldn't experience intimacy because I didn't have intimacy with myself. And you're creating an army. How did the army love you if you can't even love them back? That's called grace. It's called empathy. It's called living a life that is so plentiful and fruitful and it doesn't mean that fruit only bears in one area of life. You can bear fruit. We could financially bear fruit that we weren't able to financially create otherwise in any other season because the fixed focus was not on the interior. It was on the exterior. And so you have people who are looking from the outside in who are willing to be an army, but you have to be willing to prune during that cultivation season and so for a bestseller to be applicable for you, I built a book launch team in the making. I didn't wait until six weeks out and build a team. 
I built a team three years ago. I made a Facebook group and I said, hey guys, I'm gonna write a book. And I had the whole thing already planned out. In an instant, within a week, within six days of knowing, without a shadow of a doubt that I was supposed to write a book, I didn't know that I was gonna write a book. It was dropped in a personal training conversation that I just, I was able to write and curate the complete outline, all 30 chapters, and know exactly what each one was. I went to two different book writing pitch experiences where you would give your proposal and you would meet with Christian and non-Christian publishers and agents. I pitched the book proposal that was 48 pages long so many times. And I look back on it now and the cover that we had curated is so far off base to what it is today. And I, I still can't believe how much has happened since those pitches because had they been received and most of them were from an agent perspective, it just wasn't the right time and it wasn't the right season. And I was watering something that was still not healed. So if you think that you're going from one to two, two to three, three to four, there's a consistency in the cultivation that you always have to go back to square one and touch those points and make sure that those check boxes are still there because becoming is not finite. And so those people, hundreds of people, they have walked it out with me. They've seen me weep when I was in the hotel room. They've seen the coffee stains on the paper as I was reading and editing. And they've been along to every hotel when I went out of town to write the book by myself. And they thought I was crazy. Why would you go anywhere on vacation by yourself? It's not vacation when you're doing heart work. Number seven is to notice your garden. Kind of goes back to the army, noticing who is around you, but this time, because it's your garden and it is a full garden, you have bloomed, you have blossomed, and other people have bared witness to that fruit, that healthy fruit, that beauty, and so you're in new spaces with new people. And there are people in this exact room right now who were a part of that new garden. That they saw the beauty in me. Sometimes when I still couldn't fully see it in myself. And they sent words of affirmation and love and adoration. And all in healthy ways that I am incredibly indebted to. And they gave me insight. They gave me their wisdom when it came to being a bestseller and growing for God. Whether it was in the book industry, whether it was on Amazon posting, whether it was in business, whether it was in the bedroom. Because the bedroom is you. Your business is in the bedroom when the door is closed. And as business owners, I think when we talk about mindset, that's what we're talking about ultimately but we don't get uncomfortable enough. We have some pretty deep conversations in this room and I'm really grateful for this space, but I think that there are still skeletons in the closet. And I don't think that that's a bad thing, but I think that there is a season for it. And I think noticing the people in your garden who are actually there to support you, to help you through, to hold your hand in the process, it matters. So notice who's in your garden and be willing to wave your white flag of surrender and ask for help. Because when it's your season, when you go back to the watering, 
the uprooting, the planting in the right order at the right time, you'll have an opportunity to be the best at something. And the accolades that are not on our profile, I think are the most important. And so the last one, the eighth way to grow for God and become a bestseller of books, business, and the bedroom alike is to commit commit to expanding his garden and your fruit will come. Focus on the mission and not the money and not the outcome. We know that books don't pay bills and that's never the intent. And so if you're writing a book, what is the mission? If you're cultivating a garden, what is the purpose? Who do you plan to feed it to? Are you committed to the outcome knowing full and well that at the end of that season, that garden will die and you will be back at square one. This is the hard and heart work of an entrepreneur. This is the hard and the heart work of being a wife or a husband. This is the heart and the hard work of being a parent because tomorrow my kid will blossom into something they are yet to be today. And I will have to pivot and lean in and toil and grow and be willing to water and cultivate and surround them with an army so that it's not in the rooted system that I was given, but it is in the new rooted system that they can blossom to be the best, the best seller of what I would love to always sell and will commit to always selling. And that is the last word of the subtitle that is love. So always becoming sex and shame are lowercase because they are meant to be beneath my foot. That's a good sex. That stuff's good. But love, love is the answer. It's the ultimate reason that we're all able to be here and see one another and exist in the same garden. And so I am grateful so, so grateful to get this book in the hands of millions, to get this intent and this commitment in the hands of millions. But ultimately, if the book never touches another person and no one actually holds it and no one ever bought it, I had already committed the outcome that this was my story and that I would proudly share it because ultimately it's not about me, it's about him. And if it's about him, then it's about you. And if it's about you, then it's about me. And we're all entangled. My name is Tamara Andress, and I would be honored if you would be a part of this Always Becoming journey and share love out today. Thank you so much. Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.